Living la vida loca, talking about a low carb diet. Uh -huh. Getting your body healthy, and ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, it's really about ketosis, a ketogenic life. Yeah, a real time indicator for ketosis called ketonics. It messes your breath for ketones. Are you burning fat? It's the first of its kind. All my ketonians, where you at? Hey, I'm just here to let you know. Wanna look and feel incredible. We living la vida low carb. Get your body healthy and live long. Hey. Keep my fats high, and my carbs low. Need my glucose down right now, pronto. Check my ketones, look at the stats, yo. With ketonics, now I'm in the burning fat zone. Ketonics, we burning fat, yeah, we own it, yeah, yeah. With ketonics, I'm burning fat, and I'm on it, yeah, yeah. Living la vida low carb, I do this every day. If you want to burn that fat, it ain't no other way, yeah. Go to ketonics.co. And for my international followers, it's ketonics.com. Are you looking for whole food supplements for your ketogenic lifestyle? Then let me introduce you to Further Food. Go to furtherfood.com and you'll see that they source the highest quality ingredients on the planet. They have collagen peptides and my favorite, the gelatin powder to make those yummy gummies. And all of it is sourced from grass-fed, pasture-raised bovine collagen from Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay. Guys, this is really high-quality collagen and gelatin. There's no hormones or antibiotics. It's non-GMO and it's the most tasteless and easiest to use on the market. And if you're not using collagen and gelatin, you need to be adding this to your ketogenic lifestyle. It helps reduce wrinkles, increase skin elasticity, making your skin firmer and softer. Collagen helps nails and hair grow longer and stronger while helping to rebuild your bones and strengthen your joints and ligaments. Collagen also helps with digestion, and will help you curb your carb cravings. Again, head on over to furtherfood.com, enter the coupon code JIMMY at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. Elevate your wellness. Further food. Uh, living la vida low carb. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey. The Living Low Carb Show.com. You're listening to a special presentation of Jimmy Rants on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Jimmy and Christine are traveling, so we're bringing you some of the best content from Jimmy's daily show, Jimmy Rants. Want to know what the very latest is in nutrition news? Follow Jimmy at JimmyRants.com for all of the archives and links to his social media where you can engage live with the content. Stay tuned now for a special Jimmy Rants on the LLVLC show. Today's Jimmy Rants is yet another one of those studies. You guys see them. They make this big health headline about red meat, about keto, about pretty much anything. Uh, eggs is another popular one um, about making carbohydrate restriction the centerpiece of your diet. And every time they come out with one of these kinds of studies, people about lose their minds. And today we have yet another one of those kind of studies that people are losing their minds over. 
So before I get into the specifics of the study, can I just encourage you that if you're one of those people who are reactionary to health headlines and you see something like keto diet will make you uh, die tomorrow if you take one more bite today. You know, if you see a, a sensationalistic type of headline like that, can I just encourage you to just ignore those? Because if they're, if they're discouraging you away from something that's giving you great benefit, um, I think they're doing more harm than good. Because at the end of the day, yes, studies are important, but at the end of the day, how you respond to any given nutritional modality or lifestyle change that you do in your life, how you respond is really all that matters, right? The little N equals one of you and how you do on any given nutritional health plan, lifestyle change that you implement. And so they can have all the studies in the world telling me how bad red meat and bacon and eggs and all these things are. But at the end of the day, I know that those foods are life-saving to me, not life-harming. All right, so if you're just joining us, we are going to talk about here today a brand new study uh, and I got a headline about it we'll talk about here in a second, but there's a brand new study out of Oxford University. So what I want to talk about here today is this Oxford red meat and cancer study is just more bad science promoting veganism. All right, again, before I get to the article, let me let me articulate something because whenever I respond here on Jimmy Rants to some of the bad studies, I almost invariably get uh, a response from a vegan that says, well, you just don't accept any of the science that goes against uh, what you believe is true. And so if it's a red meat study and it puts it in a bad light, you're just shining the light on how bad it is, but it's really good and you're really not. I get those all the time, you guys. And so, no, I truly explain why there is bad science out there. And the problem in the nutritional health space is all the good science is like ungodly expensive to do. If they truly wanted to test something when it comes to nutritional health, you've got to lock people up in a metabolic ward. You've got to do it over a one, maybe two year period of time. You have to meticulously track everything. You got to pay those study participants. You're talking about at least a hundred million dollars just to get started. And then to what end? At the end, there's no drug to promote. And so who's gonna pay for uh, at least 100, maybe 200, $300 million to do a study like that? Uh, and then at the end, okay, yeah, change your diet to whatever. Um, so those kinds of studies are few and far between. That's why nutritional science is dominated by these kinds of studies that I'm about to share with you today. Because the health headline says, just one rasher of bacon a day will up your cancer risk. So we get these kinds of headlines because randomized controlled trials in a metabolic ward are insanely expensive to do and nobody's gonna pay for them. So let me say that up front. A lot of people criticize me because, oh, you're too biased towards keto, you're too biased towards red meat and, and high fat diets and low carb diets. And yes, I am. I don't try to hide the fact that I'm very biased towards those diets, but I'm also very rational when it comes to this. 
If you have a randomized controlled trial that tells me red meat is bad, I want to see it. If you have a randomized controlled trial that tells me eating three eggs a day is actually bad for my health, I want to see it. To date, none of those studies have been created. None of those studies have been done. And yet they want to quote from those kinds of studies that are truly bad science. And I got another one for you here today. Even small amounts of red and processed meats. Okay, so they put red meat and processed meats into the same category. This is the fatal flaw of a lot of these kinds of observational types of studies, which is what this one is that we're talking about here today. Red meat that comes from like ground beef or steak or any of the other red meat sources is a far different beast than processed meats, okay? So let's get that straight. But let's even go one step further. They say red meat. There's different quality of red meat. You can go down the grocery store right now and get you some lots of great red meat that's grain fed. And then you can go down to the farmer's market and, or your local farmer and you can get grass fed red meat. Are those two exactly the same? No, they are not. But they never parse out in these red meat studies that there's different qualities of red meat. So they just lump together red meat, uh, both grass-fed and grain-fed, uh, and processed meats. And a lot of times in these studies, they'll say, oh yeah, the unhealthy foods like red meat and sugar. And I'm like, those two things are not the same. But even small amounts of red and processed meats, they say in this study, such as a serving of bacon a day, will increase the risk of bowel cancer, according to this new research. It's a study that's out of Oxford University over in the UK. It was funded by Cancer Research UK, which if you're not familiar with them, they are no fans of high fat diets. They're no fans of saturated fat. They're no fans of low carb diets, ketogenic diets. They don't like keto. So the fact that they funded this study and they got the result that they are publishing is not a surprise to me at all. Uh, it adds to the current evidence including from the World Health Organization that eating red meat can be harmful. There is no evidence that red meat is harmful. Can we get that straight? I think it's one of those kind of political tactics. If you repeat a lie often enough, eventually people will start believing it. And I think at this point, these people have repeated the lie that red meat is bad, red meat is bad, red meat is bad, red meat is bad, so many times that even they believe their own hype. And the unfortunate thing is when you say red meat is bad, red meat is bad, red meat is bad, red meat is bad, people start believing it. And so you ask the general person, what do you think about red meat? Red meat is bad, red meat is bad, red meat is bad, red meat is bad. That's what they believe because it's been hammered into us again and again and again. And then seemingly reinforced with research like this new study out today from the Ox from Oxford University. So they asked the question, how big is your risk of bowel cancer from eating red meat and processed meats? And how much red meat is too much? So here's the clue. When you want to know if it's bad science, this is clue number one. Researchers analyzed data. They analyzed data. They didn't look at people. I know I've said this a million times on Jimmy Rance. 
But when they look at data, you can almost dismiss whatever conclusions that they make as being applicable to humans and making any change in, in whatever your action is that they're saying that is bad. Um, you can't make it apply when you're looking at data. All a study of looking at data can do is say, okay, look at this interesting theory that we and hypothesis that we can now go and investigate in a randomized controlled setting. Okay, so when they look at data and it's data from almost a half a million people. So there's 500,000 people. And again, we talked about this before as well. People are, oh my gosh, half a million people, 500,000 people. Oh, it must mean something. No, the bigger the number, the worse the data. Because it's data, not actually people. And if you want to actually make a conclusion scientifically with application in the real world to you and I, the only way you can do that is to do it in a randomized control clinical setting. But that's not what they did here. They looked at data from this UK biobank study. So this UK biobank study has a whole bunch of studies that are all just sitting there. And then this new study out of Oxford, they go, okay, we'll look at that study and that study and that study and that study and that study. And then let's look at all of that and, and smoosh it together and come to some conclusion. Can I tell you how bad science that is? That's just like unbelievably bad, bad science. I'm trying to think of an analogy. Let's imagine it's a horrible analogy, but stick with me. Let's imagine that you take a Coca-Cola and you pour it into a glass, okay? So then you pour a little bit of the Coke in about six other glasses that have water in them. And then you take that Coke with water in it and then you put it in six other glasses that have water in them. And then you take one of those and you put it in six other glasses. You see how it dilutes and dilutes and dilutes each time that you pour it into new glasses? That's exactly what epidemiological research is doing. Whatever conclusion might have been done in the original study that was a randomized controlled trial, diluted, 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 so that you get to the point you can really make epidemiological research say whatever you want it to say. Is that good science? Does it make for salacious headlines like eating a, serving a bacon a day will up your cancer risk? You know it does. That's exactly what it does. That's exactly the intended purpose of this kind of research is to scare all these people that are out there trying to live healthy, trying to eat better, trying their darndest to get their health in line and get their weight down and all the good things that happen from going on a ketogenic diet, for example. And they know if they can put out one of these headlines to discourage you, then they can get you away from the thing that they think is bad for you. See where I'm going here? This is why I say when you see these horrible headlines and I know family members write to you. I used to have family members write to me. Oh my gosh, aren't you on that keto thing? Aren't you on low carb? Are you worried about the three eggs being as bad as smoking six cigarettes a day? No, no, I'm not. Epidemiological research, it's a bunch of bull crap. Let me get back to the study. So in the study, 
They say over the six years of the study, they found that 2,609 people developed bowel cancer. So of the half a million that are in this uh, observational study, 2,600 got bowel cancer. And what they found, again, they pulled this out of their butt. So keep this in mind. There's no evidence of any of this. Eating just three portions a day of bacon rather than just one, increased your bowel risk of cancer by 20%. If all they ate was bacon, and I know Dan the Bacon Man's over here on Facebook, if all they ate was bacon, then maybe they could make that association. But we know we don't just eat red meat. We don't just eat bacon. We don't just have monolithic eating. How many carbohydrates did they have in this diet? And why not point the blame at the carbohydrates being the culprit? And guys, agenda-driven. They don't want you eating red meat. They want to vilify red meat so that you stay away from it. They also say for every 10,000 people in the study who ate 21 grams a day of red and processed meat, 21 grams is so small, guys. Let's put it this way. On this keto carnivore, I'm eating a whole lot more than 21 grams a day. 40% of those people got bowel cancer. The, uh, the comparable figure for those who ate 76 grams a day, which is a little closer to what I eat, was 48 uh, were diagnosed with bowel cancer. Guys, can I encourage you to go look up this study? Because I did. And it was 28 pages long. I almost printed it all out and was going to go through it point by point. But I'm like, I don't have four hours to go over all that's wrong with this study. Suffice it to say, in the actual study, uh, they list everything uh, that the people ate, at least how they reported it. Um, it's all over the board. I mean, you can't parse out that it was the bacon that did this. You can't parse out that it was the red meat that caused these issues to come up. And they totally ignored the genetic factor in cancer. Um, they totally left out so many lifestyle factors that could impact this. They totally left out the level of insulin resistance of the people that were involved in the study. Because remember, they're not looking at people. They're looking at data. And so if they're only looking at data points, how do you actually come to any conclusion about what caused what in the study? And in this case, they're claiming red and processed meats cause bowel cancer. They've tried this for years, by the way. I've been on online and uh, blogging and podcasting and writing books for 15 years. And they have pulled out this uh, red meat leads to bowel cancer for as long as I've been online. And they probably did it long before then. And again, as I said at the beginning, if you say a lie often enough, people start to believe it. I think it's flipping in the other direction. I think they've cried wolf so often about red meat that there's a lot of people that go, wah, 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 wah. and you're not hearing it anymore. And it's pissing them off to no end that you're no longer buying what they're selling because what they're selling is propaganda and you're, you're getting it. You realize it. That's why you watch this Jimmy Rants, because I bring you the truth about some of this propaganda that's put out there. 
According to the NHS, that's like the uh, FDA over in the UK, um, 76 grams of cooked meat, uh, that's red meat, is equivalent to about a half of, a, of an eight ounce sirloin steak. So why didn't they just say four ounces of meat? Half of an eight ounce. Uh, a slice of ham or a serving of bacon is about 23 grams of processed meat. Okay, I think as an ode to this new study, all of us need to go get as much red meat into a meal as possible. In fact, when I'm done here, right before my podcast uh, that I have to record here in about two hours, I will probably eat a buttload of red meat to celebrate this brand new study. So how much is too much, they ask the question. It's simply not clear. Cancer Research UK says that 5,400 of the 41,804 cases of bowel cancer seen each year could be prevented if people did not eat any processed meats at all. Well, let me be clear. When you eat a ketogenic diet, processed meats should not be the majority of your meat consumption. The majority of your meat consumption should come from as high a quality as you can afford whole sources of red meat. So uh, you could do ground beef, that works. You could do um, steak, that works as well. Try to get the fattier cuts of steak. Uh, you could do pretty much any red meat that you want. I think where we get into trouble sometimes is when people start articulating their love for bacon, for example, and they, they make it seem like all the people on a ketogenic diet do is eat bacon all day, which there's nothing wrong with eating bacon but you don't want to make it the totality of your red meat consumption. See where I'm going here? So some of this criticism of keto on this basis, I get it. I get that they uh, they think the perception is that all we do is sit here and mainline bacon all day long into our mouths, which again, for a period of time uh, and a small part of your diet, no big deal. But when it becomes the totality of it, there could be potential risks, I suppose. Again, they haven't studied that really effectively yet and looked at it really deeply. I'd love to see that. Somebody like Dan over here who eats or, or has promoted doing a, a bacon-only diet for 30 days, I would love, Dan, for them to take a look at uh, some of these same markers of cancer risk and, oh, is it harming you or not? So the science has to vet this stuff out. But this study from Oxford hadn't done that. All it's done is shown a somewhat of an association, and now the association needs to be tested in a good trial. According to the Cancer Research UK, this study shows the more meat that you eat, the higher your risk of getting cancer. Wrong. This study does nothing of the sort. This study says that the more meat you eat, it is perceived that there might possibly sort of kind of maybe be a link to cancer. See, this is the thing, you guys. Lay people don't speak research language. Maybe I should do a whole Jimmy rants where I have a bad study like this one and I go through line by line by line how you actually read the paper. Because all I can do is respond to what's happening in the news media, like this one here today, and give you the clues to see that it's bad science. 
This is bad science to the hilt, and you know what's going to happen. This study will now be cited in future articles that I'm going to rant about. And it'll be blah, 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 blah. And we know from research out of Oxford that red meat leads to bowel cancer. That, you can you can bank it right now. That's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to see future articles that will cite this stupid study that I'm explaining now is incredibly bad science. And when you cite bad science, it further dilutes it again. Remember the Coca-Cola poured in the water, six glasses? That yet again dilutes it. But you've got sheeple to go, oh, okay, I guess that means I need to avoid bacon and red meat. It's asinine. That's why you see me address these here on Jimmy Rants. We obviously know that the reverse is true, that the less red meat that you eat, the less likely you are to get bowel cancer. You know, they're pulling that out of their butt too because they have no idea. That has not been studied. That's an extra, That's an extrapolation of an extrapolation. And again, talk about diluting what the science is actually showing. This is not good science. And yet they're taking not good science and making more not good science conclusions out of this. They can literally make this say anything that they want. I wouldn't be surprised if they put in here, oh, well, you need a grass-fed turd in order to prevent heart disease in the future. You can literally make that claim with anything that's been this diluted in science. Uh, by the way, don't eat a grass-fed or any kind of turd. That's disgusting. Unless you want a poop pill. Talk to Dr. Will Cole about that one. Uh, they acknowledge that smoking poses a much bigger risk than red meat. Oh, but you wouldn't know that from this headline. All you think is red meat. It's going to give you bowel cancer. But they buried this on page three of this story. Uh, smoking uh, causes 54,300 cases of cancer each year. Okay. Ten times what they're saying here. So it's not even close to smoking. It's ten times. Even with this convoluted data, they're still admitting smoking is far worse. Crazy. So what about eating some red meat? Is that okay? Please tell us that that's okay because we really want to still have our hamburger. Please, please, please. What do they say? They say there are benefits to red meat. After they vilify red meat and scare you half to death that you're going to get bowel cancer. After they do that, then they say, oh yeah, by the way, uh, don't forget, red meat does have benefit to your health. Can you say hypocrisy? Can you say idiocy? Idiocracy, as someone once coined? Red meat has iron and protein. Oh yeah, no kidding. Both which are essential and critical to your health and not just protein. It has the complete amino acid profile. You eat red meat, you get all of the amino acids that your body will ever need. Can you do that easily on a plant-based diet? No, no, you cannot. You have to eat red meat to get those complete proteins. And why is that important? There are essential parts of your body. The makeup of your body has amino acids. 
from all of these different sources. And the only, only, only food in the human diet that gives you all of those in one place, surprise, surprise, is animal-based foods. So whether that's eggs, fish, uh, red meat, whatever, that's the only place you get these complete proteins. But they must be balanced against the potential risks. So here's what they're saying. And this is what makes people frustrated. Don't eat red meat because of the bowel cancer, but eat red meat because you need the protein and you need the iron and the other nutrients that are in there. But don't eat too much. People are going, what? They don't know how to eat anymore because these kinds of studies muddy the water. And it confuses you. It's you guys. It's your family members. It's the people you love in your life that you have to talk down from the ledge when they see a study like this one. And then they kind of kind of make you go whiplash back and forth. Don't eat red meat because of the bowel cancer. Eat red meat because of the iron and the protein content and the other micronutrients. But don't eat too much. What do you do with that? How do you keep it all straight? And this is why I get so mad, and you bet your sweet bippy, I'm gonna rant about it here on Jimmy Rants at these kinds of studies, because it just muddies the water, makes it more confusing, and perhaps at the end of the day, that's the intended, that's the intended outcome. They wanna keep you confused. They wanna keep you worried about your health. And especially with a diet as popular as keto, but it happened with paleo, it happened with Atkins, it's happened with all the lower carb, real food, meat uh, included types of diets. They've done this for years, trying to scare people away from it. Sad reality uh, for them is people haven't bought it. The percentage of people that actually eat like a plant-based, vegan, vegetarian-style diet is like 3% of the world's population. 3%! So how do they make such inroads in the research world publishing bogus data like this one out of Oxford? It's amazing to me. People can still eat meat and be healthy. Well, thanks for uh, letting us know that, Captain Obvious. Appreciate that. Processed meats, though, including bacon, some sausages, hot dogs, and salami, is modified to either extend its shelf life or change the taste. The main methods are smoking, curing, and adding salt or preservatives, and it's thought that the chemicals involved in the processing could, keyword in that sentence, be increasing the risk of cancer. So here's how you, here's how you get around that. Find the companies that do it the right way, that don't use those chemicals. There is a grass-fed meat stick that Christine and I absolutely love. Uh, they're from a company called Paleo Valley. Go look them up. Paleo Valley, all one word. If you do a Google search, Paleo Valley meat sticks. And I remember interviewing the guy that came up with this Paleo Valley meat stick uh, about how they get around some of the chemicals and the processing and all this stuff. And he said, oh, we ferment our grass-fed beef sticks. And that gives them the curing process similar to what is done with the chemicals, except without the chemicals. I'm like, that is a brilliant solution. And not only do you get the benefit 
of not having the chemicals in there, but now they fermented it. You start getting gut health benefits from this meat stick. Unbelievable. And so where there's a will, there's a way where there's companies that are being innovative, avoiding all of these kinds of processing type of techniques that involve chemicals. That is not a reason to eliminate red meat consumption. To me, it means we need to be encouraging innovation like what Paleo Valley has done. And I think we need to be celebrating that people are doing it the right way. So go and check out Paleo Valley. I think they're a wonderful company doing things the right way. I think we need more of those kinds of companies popping up to, to basically make these kinds of meats that they're so fearful about even better. High temperature cooking, such as on a barbecue, can also create carcinogenic chemicals, which is one reason why if you're grilling out, you're not grilling it to a well-done crisp with all this black all over the black grill marks, just like caked on to the meat. I personally like uh, a steak that's cooked about medium. That's my jam, unless it's prime rib and then it's medium rare. But everything else cooked to medium is kind of what I like. And so you, you can't char grill it uh, to the point that these carcinogenic chemicals from barbecuing would become an issue. It's not an issue unless you're just eating burnt meat every single day for the rest of your life. Then it might be an issue. So the moral of that story is don't overcook your meat. Tastes better when it's like less cooked anyway. When it comes to red meat like beef, lamb, and pork, there are suggestions that one of the proteins that gives it its red color will damage the gut when it's broken down. But one of the proteins can damage the gut when it's broken down. See guys, again, they're pulling it, they're, they're taking their hand, they're going right to their backside and they're saying, here, look at this load of crap we just served you. That's exactly what they're doing. Experts are still trying to fully understand this link though. Uh, Professor Gunter Kulny from the University of Reading described the study as a very thorough analysis of the link between meat intake and bowel cancer. No, no, it has not. This is not a thorough analysis of anything. This is a thorough analysis of how to create bad science to scare the living bejeebies out of people that are eating red meat. That's all this study is. And if they want to use this as the basis for creating a hypothesis, which is then studied in a randomized control clinical metabolic ward type of trial, then I'm all ears to see that data. But that data has yet to be done. And again, as I said at the top of the show here today, it's going to cost at least 100 million, if not hundreds of millions of dollars to do that kind of study, which again, at the end, What's the, what's the end game? There's no pill to give you. Um, I suppose the, the red meat companies could all pull their resources together and pay for something like that. And then at the end say, see, eat your meat. Hashtag yes to meat. Maybe that will happen. The results of this study confirm previous findings that both red and processed meat consumption increases the risk of colorectal cancer. There has never been a randomized control trial that shows that 
every single bowel cancer and red meat study has been epidemiological studies. So let's stop it with previous findings found. No, they have not. Previous findings found. We can pull study data out of our butt too. That's what previous research has found. And for them to pretend like this new study confirms past studies, when you get bad science and then you quote bad science and you do more bad science and you do more bad science, it's just like saying red meat is bad, red meat is bad, red meat is bad. And if you say it often enough, people start to believe it. But guess what? I ain't buying it. The study also shows dietary fiber reduces the risk of colorectal cancer and increased consumption of fiber as shown by this study would be considerably more benefit. Again, that has not been vetted out either. There's a great book if you ever want to read about fiber and the whole hoax that fiber is in the diet. It's called The Fiber Menace. Go look it up, you guys. Uh, the guy has a really hard name to spell, but it's Konstantin Monastirsky. Uh, and he's a Russian guy. I had him on the Live and Levita Low Carb Show many years ago now. But Konstantin Monastirsky, uh, his book called The Fiber Menace. You should be able to get it on Amazon or wherever you buy books. Uh, but go check it out and you'll learn fiber has been this big ruse in our diet. And yet again, all of these studies, oh, red meat's bad, but you need more fiber. And of course, translation of more fiber is eat more carbohydrates. That's what they want you to do. I wonder what they do with all of us carnivore people. How do they how do they reconcile those of us that eat carnivore with this whole need for fiber when we're not having any carbohydrate at all? Really interesting to see how they'll respond, especially as people continue to get healthier and healthier eating a meat-based diet. Terry Ruxton of the Meat Advisory Panel, finally, at the very end of this article, they finally get somebody that's an antagonist to what they're trying to sell in this study um, and speaking uh, quality information here. Get this, guys. She says, red meat provides valuable nutrients like protein, iron, zinc, vitamin D, and B vitamins. Well, hallelujah. But it took them all the way to the end of this story. And by the time people got to halfway through this story, they'd already thrown it to the side and went, well, I guess I'm giving up red meat now. You know, you've done that in the past. You know, you've got family members that do that. you got coworkers. They read the headline. Maybe that's all they read. They read the headline and the third or half of the story and then they get it. But at the very end of the story, oh, yeah, by the way, oops, you get lots of great nutrition from eating red meat. She also said it was known that a range of lifestyle factors can have a significant impact on the risk of bowel cancer, most notably your age, your genetics, uh, inactivity, and high alcohol consumption. So see, there's other confounding variables that can impact your risk of getting bowel cancer. It's not just related to red meat. And one thing she left off this list is your consumption of refined carbohydrates. Let's not pretend like carbohydrates do not feed into this increased risk of cancer. Especially if they are glucose dependent cancers, which I'm not sure what bowel cancer is, whether it is a glucose dependent cancer or not, but let's not pretend like the culpability 
in this is squarely on the carbohydrates. And I would love for someone else to take that same data they looked at and to look at the connection that possibly carbohydrates played in this. This is something they don't want you to know about. It's why when I highlight these studies that are bad science, I can show you pretty easily how you can flip the script and you can blame it on refined carbohydrates. Now, would it prove anything? No, same as this one doesn't prove anything about red meat and processed meats. It won't prove anything, but it'll show you looking at the exact same data that they're causing damnation on red meat, you could probably make the connection to refined grains and sugar. Probably can. By the way, this study was published in the International Journal of Epidemiology. So that journal, its sole purpose is to publish epidemiological research. And if you've ever heard me rant before, you know that I think epidemiological research is about, is about as good as used toilet paper. It really is no bueno. It, it doesn't really show you anything. If researchers want to look in that journal and look at studies like this one to form a hypothesis to then test in a trial, I'm all ears. And I'm not so closed-minded and naive and rah-rah for keto, rah-rah for red meat that I don't want to hear good science. I want to hear good science. The problem is about 90 to 95% of the science that comes out and makes health headlines is bogus. It's not good quality research. And don't we, as consumers of the, of the science through these health headlines, don't we deserve better? Don't we deserve to know whether these things are actually true or not? And when all you do is throw out these things to make a salacious headline to get clickbait, if that's the only purpose is to get people to read it and then they read it and get upset over eating something that quite frankly will put them in a lot better position in their health than all the crappy garbage that they're eating right now, why are we discouraging people away from the very foods that are going to make them healthy? That's why I stay so passionate about this, you guys, is... They're scaring people away from the very foods that we know will produce health. It's the saturated fats, it's the meat, it's the eggs, it's all of these things while we're no longer eating sugars and grains and starches, which we know cause disease. We have good science that shows all of those things cause disease in our liver, in our pancreas, in our blood, all of those things are a direct result of the carbohydrate, not of the red meat, not of the eggs, not of the saturated fat, not of the ketogenic diet. But let's always remain vigilant when we see these kinds of headlines. And when Oxford comes out with a red meat study that says cancer, bowel cancer is being increased because you're eating red meat, gotta remind people, bad science. And its only purpose, seemingly, is to try to make us all plant-based, vegetarian, vegan. I, for one, will never. Too much good stuff happening with the red meat in my life. Oh, 
hard, living la vida loca. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the living la vida low carb show. Hey. The Living Low Carb Show.com. Woo! Disc of Light.